Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 6 o'clock p.m. service on Sunday, December 24, 2017. Our New Testament lesson this evening is found in the letter to Titus, the second chapter, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for Himself a people of His own who are zealous for good deeds. The Word of God for the people of God. Tonight is one of those nights where I think we all have heard the story. And I think it's one of those nights where I don't want to say familiarity can breed contempt, but familiarity can breed indifference. And it it can breed indifference because we think we know it so well that we start tuning out. We know the hymns, we know the prayers, we know the scriptures. We know that Jesus was born, and we know about Mary and Joseph. But I think what we forget is the fact that we live in a world that thinks the Christmas season is ending tonight at midnight or tomorrow at midnight. When you and I know that Christmas The season of Christmas actually doesn't start till tomorrow. And I'm not using that as a justification for my Christmas cards being on time, even though I'm not mailing them till Tuesday, okay? But Christmas does not end. Christmas does not start till tomorrow. And it does not end till Epiphany. But that's not what I think we miss the most. I think we miss the most the true miracle of the Christ child. This past season, we have been looking at all sorts of things having to do with where the Christ child is. We've been working our way through why hope, why peace, why joy, and why love. But have you ever asked yourself, why Jesus? Why did God choose to work in this way? Why did God not just use His almighty power to zap us into good behavior? The image of God as a parent, I think, is appropriate because God lays expectations for us. And He shows us how to live that out in His Christ child. And this letter from Titus reminds us of a few things about why it had to be Jesus and no others. First thing we must remember tonight is that Jesus brought salvation to all. Salvation to all. A chance to realize that our lives do not have to be the way they were or the way they are, but that we are called to a higher standard. And we are called to that higher standard because God is the one who came and worked in our midst. 
How many of you have ever adapted that philosophy, if I want it done right, i got to do it myself? Anybody? Anybody not raising their hand? Are you telling the truth? I mean, come on. We know, especially with those that we love and care for the most, we want nothing but what's best for them, right? Think about those people that you care so passionately for. You can be moved to tears either by what they do or what they don't do. Think about those people. And think about the fact that if they would just do it the way you would do it, everything would be fine. Then you start to get into why Jesus had to be the one to bring salvation to all. Because we can explain it to people as much as we want. But unless we show it to them, it's probably not going to be done. What did Jesus show us? He showed us a life of sacrifice. He showed us a life of love. He showed us a life where when people were yelling, crucify Him, He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. A life where He looked at the one who was sinning and instead of condemning her for the rest of her life, He said, now go and sin no more. If I told you that that's what God wanted, if I told you that God did not want you to be filled with anger and bitterness and rage and that God wanted you to forgive those who had done you wrong and if God wanted you to live a life where it wasn't about you or what you got out of it, you'd be going, now wait a minute. But the reason why it had to be Jesus is now all our excuses are gone. Now we can no longer say, well, wait a minute, I can explain. Because Jesus showed us it is possible to do the impossible, to love the Lord our God with everything we have. He goes on and he says, in the present age, to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. Live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly. As you and I are here tonight, if we're honest with ourselves, how do we measure up to that standard? How do we stand up to that ideal of being self-controlled, upright, and godly? Jesus could have played the ultimate card and said, I am God and I am going to smite you. That's a word we've lost from the King James Version. Smite. It's a beautiful word. How many times have you dropped it in conversation this week? Any of you? It's a word we don't use. And there's a reason why we shouldn't practice it. And we shouldn't practice it because we're not called to be people of hate. We're not called to be people. Are we called to be people of accountability? Yes. But we're not called to be people of anger. Do we live in such a way? Jesus showed us it doesn't matter from where you come. He came from a, he came from a teenage, small teenage girl who wasn't married to her husband, who hadn't been touched, and yet was with child. And if you go read the first 17 verses of Matthew and you research who was in Jesus' family tree, I promise you the people you're having dinner with tonight or lunch tomorrow are absolutely normal compared to who Jesus had in His family tree. Go look at it. 
And Jesus gives, takes away the excuse, well, I didn't have all the advantages. Jesus was fully human. And Jesus showed us we can love God with everything we have. But here's the most important thing about why Him. Because Jesus was God made flesh. These words are at the heart of everything that we do and everything we believe. He it is, speaking of Jesus, He it is who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for Himself a people of His own who were zealous for good deeds. He it is who gave Himself up for us. How many times in our lives have we either had it happen to us or we feel that way about others? We would give anything for the person to see the world the way that we do. It could be a parent, it could be a child, it could be a niece, it could be a nephew, it could be a grandchild, it could be a granddaughter, it could be a neighbor, it could be a friend, whoever. But that person that you just want it so bad that you wish you could force it into them. Have you thought about that person yet? That person that you care about so much that you go, if they understood half of how much I care about them, this situation would be totally different. Is there anyone in the room that doesn't have somebody like that in their life? That's what Jesus was doing. The reason why the Christ child came is because God loves us so much, He wanted to show us exactly what it was to live a life that was fully devoted to God. And God wanted so much for us to be ripped away from a life of sin and death, a life where it says it's about us, a life where it says it's about our power, our strength, our control. God wanted so bad to rip us out of that habit that rather than give us another round of 614 ritual laws, He said, I'm going to give you my only child. That's how badly I want you. And that's how badly I want the world. One of the truly great tragedies over the last 2,000 years is that we in the church have allowed people to think we practice a faith of exclusivity. No! We practice a John 3.17, For Christ did not come in the world to condemn the world, but that all may be saved through it. That's why we're here tonight, to celebrate the Christ child. We're here tonight to be reminded of God's great love for us. We are here to remember that we are loved. And the only way, the only way that God could get it across to us was not by a set of rules. And it was not by a set of practices. But the only way that God could get His point across to us was to send His only Son. No one else can express the love that someone has for another than giving their only child. That's why this is important. And that's why it had to be Jesus. Because no one else and nothing else could communicate to you and I any more clearly the depth of God's love for us and how desperately God wants us to be living in Him and by His grace and His peace and His mercy alone. That's what Christmas is all about.
That's what Christmas is all about. It's not about the presence. It's not about the food. Well, maybe a little bit about the food. No, it's not about the presence. It's not about the food. It's not about the family. It's not about the trees. It's not about a decoration. It is about a God who has said to us all, I love you so much, I've given you the most valuable thing one human being can give to another. I'm going to give you my son. Because this is the only way that I can show you what I expect of you, and the only way that I can show you how much I love you. And the challenge you and I have tonight is that we have a choice. We can embrace that reality or we can reject it. But God's laid everything out He has for us. What will we do with it? Will we embrace the Christ child? Will we embrace the faith? Will we embrace the mercy? Will we embrace the joy? Or will we say, well, I'm going to do it my own way? Normally, on Christmas Eve. I wrap up the Christmas Eve message by placing the Christ child in the manger because he's not there. But tonight I want to take you back to Vacation Bible School. How many of y'all have ever attended or taught a Vacation Bible School at any point in your life? Raise your hands. What do we teach our children? That Jesus is everywhere. We teach children that Jesus is everywhere. Let's make darn sure tonight that Jesus is in our hearts, and let's make darn sure Jesus is in our actions. And let's make darn sure that we live lives that show the love, the grace, and the peace that can come only from the flesh and blood of another. Thank you for listening to this podcast of First United Baptist Church of the Ritter, Louisiana. You may find out more about us at fumcderitter.org.